0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Think Different Podcast. This is not the first take, ladies and gentlemen. This is the second take because I don't know how to press buttons. And we are here for the 50th episode. And if you put that Roman numerals, the letter L, that's right. It's episode L here at the Think Different Podcast. But I am Frank Funkless this week because I have a substitute. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. He's back from his one month or two month vacation it is vacation tim vacation tim welcome back sir
1: hello it's glad i'm glad to be back um thanks for the invite um yeah i'm excited to record tonight it's wednesday you know ho- almost the holiday weekend so That's- this is this is an exciting episode
0: it is going to be a very exciting episode because in the thumbnail, I put down I had breaking news. I'm going to let people know that right before I do that, though. We do have some special guests here today for the Think Different podcast. Former Apple employees that used to work at Apple. They used to be, I believe, what, family room specialist or service specialist. also geniuses. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome to the show Zeke and Rachel. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey,
2: guys. Hey, what's going on? Thanks for having us. Thank you.
0: No problem, guys. Uh, now, since this is the first time you're on the show, ex- just give us a brief rundown of your Apple experience and what role you did.
2: Uh, I mean, I was there for about five and a half years between a couple different stores. Uh, I was an expert and then a tech expert, uh, and then kind of jumped into a different company after that. But, yeah, I was uh, there five and a half years from Bridgewater. Then uh, in January, went to Quaker Bridge.
3: Um. I was there for seven years. I was started as a specialist, ended up as a genius, did every, almost everything, went pro, went genius. Yeah, jumped around a lot. It was a good time.
0: Wait, so you were never were a, a service specialist?
3: No, I went straight from pro to genius.
0: Wow. That's very wow. rare that you see that. Very rare yeah. that you see that. <laughs> I mean, even Tim, he was a genius I admin. Mean, he couldn't make genius. <laughs> I didn't want to be a genius. <laughs> that's true. I know you didn't. Uh, but i wanted to start this episode with breaking news coming from this guy right here that's right so for many many years it's been a difficult journey but i finally am happy to announce that me and the wifeys are having a baby oh, oh my
3: god congratulations. congratulations
0: congrats
3: that is so exciting
0: yes i am very very happy she is three months pregnant as of this taping oh, uh so We have been super excited, trying really, really hard. It's been a difficult journey to get to this point. Uh, Our expected date is going to be around the end of December, beginning of January. I got to make that task cut, so we got to make it December 31st. We have to claim our baby and make money. So that's, that's all I – so I'm telling my wife, you, you got to push a little bit harder uh, uh, to, to make sure this happens quicker. And as of next week, we will know the gender. I will be doing a gender reveal that will be online for people to check out on our oh, cool. YouTube page, on our Think Different Podcast YouTube page. Uh, so, I just I opened up with fantastic news. It has been a great journey, and I'm just so excited uh, to say that I could be Papa TLD. And the D now stands for Dad.
1: <laughs> Congrats. Congrats. Well, that's awesome, man.
0: Thank you, guys. Thank
1: you. For both you and Tara.
0: Uh, appreciate it. Ah, forget her. All right, so let's get to <laughs> the more important news of this week, more important than the announcement of a baby that's coming on my way, and that is the Microsoft Store's are closing and let's i'm going to break down a little bit about what they announced so they are going to be giving up on physical retail they plan that they are going to reimagine four locations in new york city london sydney and the redmond campus location as not actual stores but experience centers all other stores are going to be closing as of well they're not opening up anymore basically They said they were going to be doing this for about a year. They said they were going to do it originally next year, but they decided to do it now. And, you know, this was pretty breaking news. They have been open since what, 2009? They introduced it and they basically copied Apple Store. If you went to an Apple Store and a Microsoft Store, which, by the way, were always near each other, they were always next to each other, which was really annoying they were very similar in what they do. They offer service, they offered uh, products, they offered everything. And, you know, they were just as experienced as they were as we were in the store, but it was just one was made of wood with big screens and the other one was just a steel building. So t- Tim, you must have read about this announcement. I would love to know what your thoughts were when you heard about the Microsoft store closing.
1: Uh, I'm, not, I'm not surprised um, that they're closing. I've one, I'm not a Microsoft user at all, but you know, when I was a kid I would run in those stores cause they, it was interesting. They had the store, which was never really inviting, but then they also occupied the space in front of their store. So they either had like a TV. I, I only remember from the freehold mall. Yes. That's, um, yep. But They had, they had like the giant TVs that were like back to back and it demonstrated one kind of VR game and the, the other side demonstrated, you know, at the time it was probably like guitar hero or rock band or whatever. Um, So that was cool. Like it tries to intrigue you to get into the store by not having you actually step in the store, Um, so you're still kind of interacting with their products. Um, And then, as of recently, I went to go check out their VR experiences. But other than that, I never bought anything from their store. I never really talked to anybody. Um, It just wasn't something that I was very interested in. Um, And you know, how they how do they compete with like stores like Best Buy, Walmart, Target? they sell the exact same products probably for cheaper. So, you know, and they still demonstrate them at those store storefronts anyway. So really the point of the Microsoft store was not very, uh, I don't know, advantageous. Like you, you go to an Apple store because you go there for the experience for the products, um, to talk to people that are around the products at all times. Um, but But I'd rather go to Best Buy to talk about Microsoft products and the Microsoft store.
0: Yeah. I'm going to bring up a point with that in a second, but uh Zeke and Rachel, what were you guys' thoughts on that store closing and all those stores closing?
3: I was shocked. I, I, I kind of figured it would happen at some point in time, but I didn't think it would happen so soon, only because, like, granted, they were always dead, but, like, they did randomly have, like, their little events. I mean, they were cute, but it was never a big hit. But.
2: I, I was familiar with the one in Freehold because um, I went there once... Uh, to, to work at that Apple store. So I knew that they was there. But um the one in Bridgewater I would I know I would, you know, kinda of walk around the mall, do my, my normal lunch routine and kinda of see it, but it was never something that I felt like, oh I wanna go in. I I checked out the VR I think once as an experience and that was pretty cool. But um I think to your partner's uh point, like I there was nothing really that drew me in. Um and and it was funny that like there would be things there that I would find maybe already available like at the Apple Store, like you said, like at another retailer that was probably cheaper, um, or maybe just had like a different version that, you know, that was a little bit more up to date or something.
0: Well, I will tell you the main reason I went to the store was uh, they did have some amazing deals on Black Friday for Xboxes. There was, for me, that was one of the uh, biggest things I went to them for. So I bought, I traded in my old Xbox. I got a new one i got like like a a, like a, a longer warranty with it so there were there was a purpose for me to go to the microsoft store for when they had really good deals and when i had to get service done when i had to get my controller fixed when i had my xbox was having a weird issue that ended up just magically working when i got there of course it does and that was the main reason i went there i've always passed by the free old one the store is nice i you know the people that worked there seemed to like working there it didn't seem like no one was hating working there Uh, But again, the purpose of going there is what's exclusive that they have there that no other spot has. But anybody could say that about Apple, too, though. Like, what does Apple have that a Microsoft store didn't do for their customers? Um, So I have to ask that. Tim, you you explained that you could go to a Best Buy, but you could do the same thing with Apple, can't you?
1: Um, No, I mean, inventory-wise well, I didn't know this prior to working at Apple, that Apple had more inventory on the iPhones and all their products than the other uh, retailers, but, you know, if you're trying to go get the, you know, when the iPhone 12 comes out, trying to get the iPhone 12, you're not going to go to Verizon or Best Buy on launch day to go get it, because they're most likely already going to be out of um, stock of the products because they only get a limited shipment, where the Apple Store, in turn, really has a large assortment of uh products on hand um that you can buy either you know uh not tied to a contract or uh you could buy and finance it. Um so I apologize my dog is pooping in the house. <laughs> well I'm a I'm training a dog right now, so I have to uh, attend to this. But um <laughs> I don't even I might, only on episode fifty of the Fake Different
0: right Podcast. Now. All right. Well but, let Tim go. Let, Tim yeah. finish your point. <laughs> He's gone. Okay, he's gone. All right. <laughs> uh, so, la- last thing, I mean, Ze- I, I mean, Zeke and Rachel, tell me, like, like again, if you're buying an Apple product, you could go online and buy it. You go to Best Buy and buy it. What is it that draws people to an Apple store?
2: I think it's the the support. I mean, I think it's the entire piece of it from you know the time that people walk in and figure out what they want or maybe what they don't want to finding something that they didn't know that they needed or didn't know that they wanted or that would help them maybe like go through life easier? I mean, you know, the biggest thing is, is pictures. I think it was, the for me, I think it was like
3: more or less the people, so like people, a lot of times they would smile when they came in. Like, I feel like I didn't get, I never got the same experience at the Microsoft store. Like, it was never as inviting. It was, it was big and open, but it wasn't warm and welcoming. That was like, for me, that was a big difference.
0: You know, I thought it was funny, too, was, like, they stole the lanyard idea. Like, they blatantly wore lanyards. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the colors were, you know, even though they had different colors, they had the same kind of polo tops. I mean, they could wear jeans just like we could wear jeans. There really, I mean, wasn't much of a difference. I don't even know if they physically repaired Xboxes or anything there. I don't know if they did or if they, they sent them out. Do you, do you know what they repaired or did anything there?
3: It was just their computers. Mm -hmm. And they did, like, software troubleshooting for their computers. That was pretty much it.
0: Right. Yeah, that's all I've ever done on Microsoft Store. Now, it's funny. I still pass by the New York one every morning from the bus stop. I will be curious to go check out the store once it's reimagined and what they are going to figure out what that's going to be like. But, yeah, I mean, honestly, Microsoft stores were a real waste of space, and they copied Apple because they saw what happened in 2001. They didn't think – no one thought Apple retail would be as big as it is, but definitely the experience made the difference where I think Microsoft tried to throw so much at everybody, like, here, play with this, play with this, play with that. And I don't think Apple is – is, is extremely subtle. Not to mention there's less options, I think.
1: So, that's my opinion. Less options it. at Apple or less options
0: at Microsoft? I, there's less options at Apple. I think there's too many options at... at like, everything was just all over the place. And, I, you know, there's... I just felt like it was just too out there. It was too, like, yeah. in your face. I mean, they had the video yeah, walls. I agree with that. They had the video walls. They had Xbox. Like I said, they, they did have some really good deals on black friday that was the only time i ever went there or if they had a really really good deal beyond that you know i never really went there but i will miss that support for my xbox that i will miss i think i won't be able to get that back uh but let's uh, shift our focus to wwdc now we um yeah tim hey be quiet reese, uh, reese come on reese be quiet reese you are in timeout. go to the corner
1: go into the corner reese all right. So, sorry, she's just, like, in the playpen staring at me.
0: It's all right. It's all right. People love hearing dog noises on their podcasts. It's cool.
1: <laughs> so
2: for
0: WWDC, Zeke and Rachel, what were your thoughts on uh, what you saw that, that they came out with that you really liked?
2: I'm a big organization guy, so honestly, the whole new layout is a big, uh, you know, thumbs up for me. I like the uh, app library. That's one of the things that drew uh, me out right from the get.
3: Yeah. I like the iPad OS, to be honest with you. I like the, the – it changed. It looks so much better. The whole scripting, scripting was a big thing for me because I'm like, why would I get an iPad Pro if not everything I write down? Like on the tabs and everything with my iPad Pro, like Pencil, why doesn't it automatically, like, transition into text for me?
0: Now, for – bit Rachel, only you would understand this problem because Big Sur is going to have oh, yeah. uh, the the startup chime again, which was a humongous – Helpful tip for geniuses: When we need to know if the computer was turning on.
3: Absolutely, I never under really stood, like what was the big deal with them taking it away, but mm. I guess you never realized the it was gone.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think I think the chime was a significant feature. Um, they changed a lot of the sounds, like for trash, and you know the Apple Silicone was a big deal too. So, was your what were your thoughts on the Apple Silicone?
3: That's going That's completely different. Like the fact that our trend. Is it, you're talking about the, the processing chip, right? Correct. Yeah, the, the fact that they're going to have to transition their entire all their computers to that processing chip to me, is like it, it's, it's super insane. It makes a huge difference
1: now. It's proprietary.
0: Correct. Uh, Tim, what were your thoughts on WWDC? What were some of the things you liked?
1: Um, I like the app drawer. That's pretty cool. I'm not a huge fan of widgets, but I'll be interested to kind of play with which uh, apps design widgets for the OS and which don't? Um, so that'll be kind of neat to play with. Um, the what else? Oh, the the pinned conversations thing and inline replies. That's going to be kind of neat to play with. And the at mentions. It's kind of like Slack. I don't know if you guys use Slack right. for your yep. your work, um, I mean. <laughs> but it's totally like Slack and iMessage, which can be annoying and also can be very useful to kind of find conversations. But in my opinion, I think the search bar at the top of the messages does everything that I need. So I don't really know if I'll ever use the feature, but it's definitely kind of cool to see, you know, how iMessage can evolve. Um, the tr- Translate app that's being built into it, that's pretty cool. Um, I think right yeah. now it's only supporting 11 languages, but that's pretty, pretty dope. And I wonder if they're going to have, I don't know if they covered in the keynote or not, if they're going to have uh, AirPods support with that. Um, if they're able to use the microphone for the AirPod, is that? I guess that's possible, right?
0: I wouldn't see a reason why.
1: Yeah, yeah, because that was what was cool about those Google Pods that came out—that you can put those in and then it translates it in your ear.
0: Hmm. Yeah, about oh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm hoping that that's exactly what it's going to do. I mean, maybe not yet. I mean, at least the good thing about that—that that it's offline, so you don't have to rely on the internet for that to work. Which I think yep. is a, a very important feature right now, especially if you're traveling. Now, I don't, now, uh, now I wouldn't have to borrow Rachel to do all my genius conversations for people I don't understand who's talking Spanish.
3: Yeah, seriously, I just saw. <laughs> I think they said that, and like, you know, I was like, that's like, that's gonna be in the stores. They're gonna have, they're gonna put an iPhone just for that. It's like for table. Why?
0: You know, I'm surprised for Speak and Translate. They didn't give us something for free to start off with. The yeah. fact that it would, because I've had full conversations with someone in Spanish using Google Translate or using Speaking Translate. I'm shocked that they just don't give that to us. I
3: always ask for it. I'm like, it would help people at least. Or even just random questions people would ask you all the time. Like, what are they saying? Like, you know, right. I don't
0: know what Yeah, they would have to borrow you guys to, to borrow. That happens a lot in Apple Store, by the way. If you're coming in and you speaking a different language, uh, be prepared to wait a little longer because you have to get someone that speaks it but if they encourage us to use ios 14 i think that'd be very helpful for them to use that in the store uh, it might make your conversation a little longer uh, but right now we're not really having any conversations because no one's even in the store right now uh now rachel and Z, did you guys hear about what they're doing at the stores now
2: from what i understood i mean i know with like repairs they're keeping they're doing like sort of like a curbside thing like sort of I guess picking so up your up. phone and, and taking it. I don't know full details. I mean, I, I haven't talked to a few Apple friends in a little bit, but I know it was there, something along the a repair process where like you brought your phone outside and they bring it in for you and mm-hmm. uh, get disinfected and some, something along
3: those lines. Yeah, I actually did the curbside thing with my sister last weekend before the malls even opened. It was actually super cool. Um, oh. <laughs> it was a good experience, but like they were supposed to open up, they were supposed to use cards. So the rolling carts that you typically would use they would put let's say a customer came for a pickup they're going to put it at one end of the rolling or the roller and roll it out to the floor have the the customer essentially like put it in the bag and like give it like so way so they can keep that social distance
0: wow okay and
3: they're taking extreme measures and cautions they're even splitting the teams so right what the they're doing is they're splitting the teams in half so no one no one's meant to ever work on like, so if you're on team a or team b you will never like work with anyone from a different team just in case one person gets infected the whole other team's able to take effect
0: yeah that's that's correct that's that's exactly what i heard about it and as far as repair room you know they have to wear a mask while they're in the repair room which has got to stink that's got to stink
3: uh
0: so i'm hoping that you know things will get back to normal here. It's been a very interesting time since we've not worked in a retail store, but I got to tell you, it's kind of great that we don't have to kind of work in that kind of environment though, which would be really strange for us.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely.
0: All right. So we're going to transition now because uh, since Ray and Zeke haven't been here before, we're going to talk about some of the ups and downs of working for Apple. Uh, Tim, you've talked about it before, but some people who haven't maybe uh, seen you before or talked about you before talked uh, about some of the ups that you like working for Apple.
1: It's definitely the people um, and the people that you work with. Um, I'm not saying the customers, but I'm saying the people that you work with. Um, it's almost like you're working with sixty or eighty of your friends, just because of how friendly and you know down to earth a lot of the Apple employees are. Just in the nature of what they're looking for to who to hire and stuff like that. Um, so everyone really gets along. Um, and almost so everybody. Look,
0: almost everybody.
1: Yeah. But I always look forward going to work. There was never, a, you know, a dull day. Um, especially, you know, me transition from specialist to operations specialist, then to genius admin. I was, my head was always on a swivel. I always had to be, four places at once. Um, but, you know, it was always great. You always had the backing of your team and stuff like that. So I always loved that. The discounts on the products were fantastic, especially around the holiday season. The, you know, I probably put it as a number one reason. I forgot that I didn't even mention it, but the stock options are awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, the fact that you get a discount on the uh, price of the stock, and then you also get the $3,000 worth of stocks as well. So, I mean, that was just a no-brainer and it was an absolute awesome benefit. Um, I never took advantage of the health benefits just because I was part-time and I was still on my parents' plan, but I've heard they're amazing. Um, I heard a lot of people just want to work there just for the the, uh, benefits, because you can get it as a part-timer. Um, but yeah, those are, those are really great reasons why you'd want to work at Apple, um, along with just having Apple on your resume. I know it, it's a lot of, it's a, you know, a conversation opener for you to get into the door of other companies you'd want to work at or, you know, start your career somewhere. Um, they see Apple on your resume and they, they really want to start that conversation. They know where you have came from. They know kind of qualities of people that have worked there. Um, so you, you get already a good rep before you even entering the room.
0: Yeah, very, very good thought, uh, Ze- uh, Zeke and Rachel. What were your th- uh, some of the ups that you guys liked about working for Apple?
3: I agree with like everything that Tim said. To be honest with you, but, <laughs> so people for, for the most like um, your coworkers are your family. Like having been there seven years, like for me, it was like even when I left one store after five years, like I remember crying leaving, and it wasn't because I was leaving the job. I was like, I feel like I was leaving my family. Like um, the health benefits, to be honest with you. I never realized we that good until we Apple. Like, to be working there in your early 20s and, like, not realize every time you go to the doctor, you're like, oh, it's fine. I pay a $20 copay. But, like, there's people in the world that, like, don't have that luxury. Um, and working for a company that legit cares about humans. Um, like, even to this day, like, everything you ever read about the company, like, is it they care about mankind, and it's just like being behind a good mission always makes you feel better about what you do every day. Like so, for me, those were
2: the big ups. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean honestly, picking picking back off of all that because, like, obviously, we know how big of a of, of a tech giant they are and, and how much they do for the world, which I always love. Um, I for, for me, I always feel like it was just a a big journey, but a a a, a memorable journey that that helped. Uh, I guess drew me. Uh, obviously helped me meet the the woman I'm about to marry and everything like that. But uh, meeting so many good people, learning so many different things about the people I helped uh, and just learning like different things about myself throughout the entire journey was just like probably my favorite part about it. And like, you never forget those people. Like, you know, we're still on a call right now. um, And it's about those people that I I think that you meet there that really makes it special. But working there was, was truly a game changer. I feel like I was at college, honestly. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yep. And and we have to talk about that since I was going to leave it to the end, but how did you two meet in the Apple Store? Who was in what role? Uh, So I was... Uh, uh, Oh, there's a story behind this. Okay, good.
3: we. I Was Was I an expert yet? Uh,
2: No, I think I was coming in as like part-time. She was a a full-time specialist going for like an expert role. Yeah,
3: and we were just really cool. We were just friends. Like I remember I was part of his training kind of like you shadowed me for a bit, and then we were friends for like a good while, yeah. It, and then we started dating, it, it
2: helped, us. I guess, because like we were more. Uh, I mean, I grew up in Carteret, um, more like North Jersey or like Jersey City, Elizabeth area. She grew, she grew up, like, up in Linden, yeah, the
3: town over. Um,
2: so, super so close. we were more in that area anyway, so we just were likely to hang out. And you know, after a long time of just learning about each other, we're like, Oh, you got you're actually pretty cool. and from there, led to be us trying to hide our relationship for a little bit, and the management was like, "You guys, <laughs> oh,
0: great Apple relationships."
2: <laughs> yeah. well, you guys date; it's you obvious. Know, that's
3: the thing. There's so many couples at Apple. Like, yes, you would be like, shot. You tell everybody, and then God forbid, God forbid it goes wrong, or like you have to explain yourself to your entire staff. Like,
0: <laughs> I've been in that situation myself. Uh, you know, I've seen other couples that. You know they break down at work, and that you know you see that interaction where they were together now they're not. But there, but you'd be surprised how many people did, you know, end up getting married that used to work at yeah. Apple. Like I've it's, seen it's,
2: people. A lot I've heard Apple stories Apple's about Apple's people married. getting proposed at Apple stores, which I've never oh. like seen, but I've heard. Well,
0: that um. did happen to somebody in Freehold, and they ended up getting divorced. So let's just say.
2: not. I think it was somewhere around like the kids' table.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, that's definitely an up. You're about to, you guys are about to get married, so I guess you, I guess that big, it's not an up. It's up right now. We'll see if it becomes a down later on. <laughs> uh, uh, so let's talk about some of the downs. So I can tell you the number one reason everyone's gonna say right now. Zeke, Rachel, tell me the number one reason why people don't like working on Apple is.
2: Oh, uh, I don't know, man. God, you put me on the spot
0: there. Me, I, the, I can tell you. There there's has to be one thing. I Vacation Tim <laughs> knows this. I would, like, would say my work life balance. Yeah. The inconsistency
2: of my, my damn life.
0: Like, yes.
1: That's so yeah, that's
0: it. I was basically going to say not having the weekends off, but yes, yeah, inconsistency, yeah. inconsistencies <laughs> yeah. of your schedule. Yes. Yeah, that, pretty
2: much that. Feel like we all said at once, so like I think you can all agree that like work-life balance was super important for me. um Not getting home super late and being like, oh, I'll have to get ready for tomorrow and, and kind of like anticipating, clopening,
3: clopening, closing, yeah,
2: just trying to work your life around your schedule. But that that one wasn't tough. Either.
3: Or like having to request off two weeks in advance just to be told, Nah, JK, you can't.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the biggest reason for me when it comes to that is having that work-life balance, as you said. Having the weekends off, having a set schedule every day, you know, you don't get that in the retail store environment. You can't. I mean, you could definitely request days off. You know, the one thing about being there longer than five years was you got more vacation time and you got more sick time. And I was there 10 years, so I got three weeks vacation working at Apple. So I could request off a lot of days um, if I needed to. And I did because I was a wedding videographer. The days off, I was working. So it's not like I was taking off for the, the hell of it. I was either taken off for wedding, weddings or wrestling, and that was it. Uh, so, Tim, uh, any other downsides? That you, I mean, another downside I would say, too, is there's not much room to grow when you're inside the retail side of the environment. It's very, If you don't want to be a manager or you don't want to have that kind of job, then it really is going to hurt you to uh do that
1: yeah well, I, I was gonna mention that exact thing um but other than that i mean can you is it weird to say the customers like just, like i love
0: yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah you can say customers
1: i love the customers and then i also didn't love the customers at the same time i mean there were some where you just would love to help them and you could probably talk to them all day but then there's some where it's like, I just can't. There was a ceiling to how many password resets that I had to do to people's Gmails and Yahoo's accounts that that would put me over edge and wouldn't would make me want to quit on the spot. Yeah. Um, okay. You know that that was just awful and and there's nothing really you can do. You know because Apple, you know from will working there for ten years and me working there for a short time, um, you know we saw a transition where they were really trying to when the Apple store started, they wanted as many people in the store as possible. You know, you had the one-to-ones, you had all these trainings and you had, you know, everyone has to come and buy at Apple. You know, all the service was done at Apple, all the repairs were done in Apple. But now, you know, as the years gone by, they're now trying to push all the services out of the store. So there's no more one-to-one. You can <laughs> ship your phone from home and ship it to Depot automatically. You don't need to come in the store. You know, you can ship your Mac out from home. You, you don't need to come in with your Apple watch, your Beats, you can ship from home. Um, you, if you need to troubleshoot your Apple ID, that typically was done in the store, and now it's done over the phone. They won't even take your appointment in the store anymore. Um, they'll transition you to Apple Care Support. Um, so it's it's interesting to see the entire change of what happened. But because the change happened, doesn't mean this, that people are going to stop coming to the store. Um, and so you still get those kind of customers that it's very hard to educate the people that don't know how to be educated. Um, and that makes it very difficult for you to do your job. And they want to come to the Apple store because they believe they're going to get that experience for them to educate you about how to use your products and stuff like that. But it's very hard when there's a learning barrier and a learning curve and stuff like that. Um,
0: yeah. yeah. And you yes. don't get
1: paid enough to do that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's true. You, know the, like you And also, it's amazing how much, how much you've become a therapist for some people. Yep. <laughs> yeah. it, it really is amazing how... You have to go in between two people that are fighting or they saw something like, why is my text message from my daughter coming on my phone? I saw the nude, uh, you know, things like that. Um, I got to ask, so Rachel, so do you guys have a story, a really good Apple story from working in the store of a customer that you just uh, you, you hated? Uh,
2: I mean, I, I could I could definitely say, I mean, to sum it up for me, the, the, if I could have a, a downside to it sometimes. I would say that the whole thing felt like it was a big exertion. Like it was, it was very stimulating because as soon as you walk into an Apple Store, it's very high intense, especially when you're on the working side of it, whether you're on a queue or whether you're helping people on a sales queue, and you're and you're looking to help people. By the time you're done, and you get a fifteen. You're like, man, how much time just passed, and you realize it's only like two hours. So like it's definitely <laughs> an thing, definitely. Um, Take a well, I, I, I think one of the one of the moments that almost pushed me was literally on kind of like the last I think two weeks of me trying to go and, and again like you're trying to uh, to Tim's point answer people's questions or certain things that you can kind of explain to them without them understanding or, or whether they want to believe you and this guy was kind of uh, I, I think he just kept saying like show me the data and he wanted to look at like something like an internal document for like the troubleshooting steps and it was something that I had to just explain to them, like, hey, you can't really, like, it's not, like, you are you don't have access to it. Like, you don't.
0: It's, it's not customer-facing.
2: Yeah, yeah. And it was just, like, show me the data. I used to work in IT. And it was just, like, one of those points where I was, like, I'm almost done with this place. Like, I could just, like, walk out or, or, or tell them off and just get fired. But, like, I didn't want to do that. But um, <laughs> that was really rough. <laughs> I was just, like, at that point where I was, like, this doesn't matter. Yeah,
3: for me, like it was. I love the experience, and, like, the customers to me were, like, a blessing and a curse, because, like, as much as I love, like, to Wool's Point, being a therapist and, like, helping people out, some people, like, just can't be helped because they can't help themselves. So, like, I had this guy, like, I want to say probably, like, six months into being at the Quaker Bridge, and he comes in, and he shows me the back of his phone that's cracked, and I'm like, well, okay, like, it's gonna be, you know, you have Care or whatever, it's, like, $29 or $100 to get it replaced, and, like, he just didn't accept that he broke it. And I was like, well, what happened? And he's like, well, I threw it on my granite, granite countertop. <laughs> like One plus one is two, right?
1: Like,
3: <laughs> this is how much to fix it. And we probably spent, like, 40 minutes just literally with me, like, stone cold. Just And I wasn't even trying to be mean. I'm just like, you're stupid, and I feel bad for you. But, like, I just want to explain this to you. <laughs> and it just wasn't going through anything for me that's just, like, that was probably like 15% of it. <laughs> one plus one is two, but not everyone thinks so. Like,
0: Now I'm shocked that you guys haven't said that the biggest down working for Apple, the battery program.
1: Oh, well, yeah, but yeah. I like to forget um, about that. <laughs> well,
0: we talked about that with us uh, before, okay. but Rachel, you guys were in a different store at the time when yeah. you guys were doing it. Uh, so I know you guys, were you guys helping out with any of the battery repairs? at the time?
2: Yeah, so that's um, that's kind of how I transitioned into Tech Expert. Um, I, I was really trying to, like, switch it up. I almost actually left Apple uh, at that point, and I was an expert, and I kind of just figured I, I'd try something different, but something told me to stay, and uh, right, right then and there, the battery program came up. I was helping them do, like, SNRs and RFPs and setting up repairs for it. And uh, I just started eventually taking appointments, and then that led to a position coming up. So um, repairing them was was pretty fun at first, you know, like getting used to them. And yeah, then, it was.
3: Like and, a- then it, <laughs> and
2: then See? it became like tiresome, yeah. and queue times went up, and and then like the pressure on you was like, all right, we got to get all these appointments done. Hey, can you squeeze more in? And it's like already past closing, and you're like, oh mm, man, yeah. like I gotta start at opening. Floor. It,
0: it, like we were talking like three hour waits at Quaker Bridge at one point, even three and a half. It got that high. But those were like uh, the
2: glory days, I feel like. I feel like that was yeah. like 300 days where like you fought through like so many battles and you're like, yeah, do it still.
1: No, you're so right. But I mean, there was one morning I was an admin at the time. There was one morning where I had to count. You had to count all the batteries and then you, for cycle counts, like allocation counts, you had to count the batteries and you had to count it a second time. Oh, yeah. So I counted. 2,500 batteries, and then had to count 2,500 batteries again in one more. I had, I was expecting to get that done before we opened at 9 a.m. It was. <laughs> it was nuts. Yeah.
0: yeah, admins had a rough go on the uh, the battery programs. Honestly, that was a uh, that was a lot. Of, we needed a lot of help for that, and Apple definitely wasn't ready for that. They did. I mean. There's, I mean, honestly, the system the way it is now is set up because of that Barry program. So we have that to thank. We also were better at taking notes down, I think, because of that Barry program. So there definitely was some plus size. Of what ends up happening with it, but at the end of the day, I, if you talk about a downtime working for the company, you know, I, I'm go I would go all the way back to the iPhone five sleep wake button when we started doing loaners for the first time. That was just one of the worst programs because we had to do so many. Te- it took forty minutes to get one loaner out, and it was just a very annoying process to get loaners and to return them. So I hated that program. I think Barry program was worse because it affected the whole store yeah it does. you know everybody we had to pull specialists we had to pull outside people to come in and work for us that's how bad it was
2: Oh man ours were, were kind of terrible yeah they all were terrible
0: they all <laughs> they were all terrible were. they all were yeah <laughs> so
2: I forget some guy like car uh with with a with a screwdriver uh like onto the esd bat and we we're like what are you doing and he wasn't there for too much longer. Yeah. <laughs> headphones? Yeah, we had one. I don't want to go into
0: it. <laughs> no, 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 no,
2: no. I mean, this guy, this guy, like, I don't know. He was one of the guys who was uh, one of them starting, like, uh, trouble and just kind of, like, thinking he could do whatever. And uh, he ended up getting uh, caught, I guess, at the end of the night for trying to, like, shoplift a pair of just, like, some AirPods. Oh, my uh, God. Pods? Sorry, not the AirPods, like the $30 one. Um, oh, yeah, yeah he was like a contractor one so Tim, if you remember
0: the person in the room that kept talking about how she was like like raped uh that was an interesting one i, don't know if I you thought remember she that was girl. like
1: she sees ghosts or something like that right yeah that too
0: she was also like a paranormal kind of girl yeah yeah, that, yeah yeah yeah. she was into very big in the paranormal and then she was talking about how she got raped or something like that it's like it very well, I like
3: the story yeah <laughs> yeah so <it's>, uh,
0: <laughs> yeah so, what ultimately left uh, for Rachel and What ultimately left you guys leaving Apple? Now, you left at the same exact time, right? Because that's you guys are a couple. You do that.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Rachel
2: would like to think that, like, she. Oh man, I, I could go on for that all day. No, so for me, honestly, it was um, it was kind of coming to the store looking to to grow into a genius spot. You know, my whole store because it closed down was already in a predicament that I didn't know how long I was going to will willing to wait for that literally um and so I just started to look for other opportunities and um the last week of July we had been on vacation I just I had lucked out and got a job with Kronos um as a support engineer and then from there it was just like boom okay um I proposed to her and then literally a little bit afterwards she applied and got her job and then I guess she left Apple too I think I left
3: like Two, three months
2: after you. Yeah, it was yeah. was a couple months but, after But you ultimately was. for me, it was a big growth thing. I wanted to know, like I knew at some point I wanted to kind of like get a family going and look for a house. and. We
0: wanted to get family going? Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> That's see, it begins, everybody. <laughs> this is where it all started on the Think <laughs> Theory every,
2: podcast. Every conversation I have now is plural, so I keep forgetting that.
0: <laughs> yeah, you better watch it. You're going to be in a lot of trouble. now. <laughs> Uh, end of the day, you know, one of the things I, I hate about, you know, some like you, Rachel, like you were around when geniuses used to go out to campus, right?
3: Yeah.
0: And now yeah. you, and did you, you didn't go out to campus for your genius nope. training? Oh,
3: nope. I got stuck behind a computer for a couple weeks.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, yeah that sucks. Oh, well. Uh, now, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen, I got to do that twice as a creative and a genius. I got yeah, to go was out so twice.
2: I for the tech oh, experts, so too, because like I wanted to repair screens out there. I, I was like, oh, man. It's so yeah.
0: my heart. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, times have changed. But honestly, it was a lot of money to send people out there just for,
3: Yeah. I mean. Think about how much they do on, how much money they spend on your career experience and sending you out and everything that they do for us. Like, that's
0: mm -hmm. a lot. And that's an up, too. The career experiences were another good up. But honestly, there weren't enough of them out there, and you had to be good at a very specific task for it to
3: it's one in a million,
2: like Yeah, it really I is. The training's just as good because I still didn't bend the battery, so I'm grateful enough that like it got me there. Mm-hmm. Training was good until that little, the little thing that
3: you had the simulation they had to go through didn't work. No. Oh. Like on a computer, you know this. Click mm-hmm. on a little screw, and I'm like, I'm trying to click it, bro. It's your system. Yeah. That screw.
0: Yeah, yeah. That thing was annoying. <laughs> or you didn't know when you have to drag the circle over yeah. the part. Yeah. It was yeah. Their their training system kind of bites. I really wish they did like a live person. I think it would be much better uh, to do it live. But also back in campus, we got to repair computers that were older. Uh, so that was that's another advantage that you get to work on older yeah. machines. Uh, so that's why I liked about it too. But would you guys ret- Would all you guys return working for Apple at some point if you had to?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I when I get
3: old and I like, retire and I just want to work for fun, I'll do it.
0: Good. That's the Frank Funk. That, yep. That's exactly what frank frank I would do as well. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I, I would actually agree with everybody. I would go work there part-time. I would do the Frank Funk style. I'll work there my last 10 years of my work life and then retire. Yeah. Uh, and, that, and that's good. And because, you know, uh, yeah, so I really uh, – I do miss working for Apple. I miss hanging out with you guys. That was definitely the thing. I don't could do that anymore with where I work. I work too far away from everybody. So it's, a, it's a really impossible to get together with everybody. Uh, but we hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I'm Rachel, Zeke, um, any last words before marriage?
2: Uh... <laughs> Thanks for okay. believing in it. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, for those who don't know, I am, since I do wedding videography, they have asked me. No, they've hired me to do uh, their wedding video, which I'm proud. I cannot wait to be a part of that. So and, yeah, and Tim and Tim uh, would love to go, but, you know, he's probably going on vacation, right?
1: Uh, yeah. 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 Probably. I'm already there. I'm on vacation right now.
0: That's right. See? He's already in the Bahamas right now, just enjoying a sip of Mai Tai with his dog who won't stop talking. Uh, Tim, we appreciate you coming back to the show. How did it feel to be back uh, for the first time in a couple months?
1: It was good. It was a little weird. I'm not on my usual setup, but no, it's, it's been fun. I love talking about this stuff, so
0: and that's why he quit All right, everybody we want to thank you very much for joining us on this episode Rachel Zeke thank you guys so much for being a part of it Tim thank you so much for coming back and we hope we can find Frank Funk because he's missing and we have no idea where he is you've heard of where's Waldo Well, where's Frank we'll hopefully find him and thank you guys for joining us for another episode of Think Different Podcast
1: peace out